0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, nahmuduhu wa nasalli ala rasooli al-kareem Amma mm-hmm. Allah Alhamdulillah Tonight is the 13th of September in the year 2023 and Alhamdulillah, I spent the session last night Discussing the glorious deed of Sadaqah So, just to give a few bullet points for those of you who weren't here in the famous report which mentions that the prostitute was forgiven because she gave some water to a dog in bukhari and muslim one of the tabi'een added to that then what would be the condition of one who gives water to a true believer and gives him life (laughs) So the response is the woman, she was a prostitute. She was committing major sins. She was selling her body. She was thirsty from that. She wasn't doing really a badat. The water wasn't her water. It was a well. The low life form of a dog, she gave water to. Despite all of that, Allah gave mm-hmm. So Imam Murtabi narrates from the Tabi'een. He goes, Then what if you give water from your own wealth to a believer? Mm-hmm. So the point there is, should, people belittle this deed, they don't realize the value of this deed. And this is why, like I mentioned, the Prophet said, You must give water to Saad ibn ibn Ubadah, whose mother passed away. Because you must give water in Tabarani. And then I mentioned, that the people who are generous, they have a very special connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our beloved messenger said, sallallahu Overlook the sins of the generous. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala holds his hand whenever he stumbles. Mm. I.e., he will never abandon him. Mm. This is in <laughs> So what does this mean? The first is a command. If somebody is generous, overlook his failings, the Prophet said. We're supposed to overlook the failings anyway. Mm. But the fact that the Prophet said overlook mm. the sins of the generous, mm. shows their status. Then he said something about them. Allat Allah Taala holds his hand whenever he stumbles. Mm-hmm. Meaning, he will never abandon him. Mm-hmm. He will die with Iman. When he's in trouble, Allat Allah Taala will help him. Mm-hmm. He's got his back. Mm-hmm. And this is why, like I mentioned, the generous they are so close that even what they give becomes medicine. Mm-hmm. In Darukutni Ibn Adid, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said, The food of the generous is medicine. The food of the miser is a disease. <laughs> so, if somebody is miserly and you get indigestion, you've only got yourself to blame. <laughs> but how interesting! The most bland food of the generous is a shafa. <laughs> Why is their food becoming shafa? Because Allah, Allah loves these people. <laughs> Why is it that when you go to the poorer parts of the world and the people give you the most simplest food, often comes on the lips, I've never tasted food like this. <laughs> And yet, what is the food? It's just blunt food. Yeah. There's the sign that Allah Ta'ala holds these people near and dear. And yeah, if you get a, a rich person, but well, he's a conduce mm-hmm. you might have the most sumptuous food, and what happens? You can't go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Right? The miser's meal is a disease, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said. "Those wealth is truly a boon for the righteous. Mm-hmm. Because our beloved Messenger said Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Excellent! is lawful good wealth for a righteous man mm. excellent is lawful good wealth for a righteous man <laughs> this is recorded in Ahmed in his Musnad 5-279 Tabarani Behaki in his Shu'ab al-Iman number 5503 Abu Ya'la Hafiz Bahubi in his Sharh al-Sunnah number 2495 Mishkat number 3756 Imam Ghazali in his Ihyah, volume 4, page 120 to 1 in the chapter, on patience and gratitude. So, what does that tell you about wealth? It's not evil. The Christians falsely believe that the root of all evil is in wealth. Islam does not only deny that, it negates it. Wealth is not neither good nor bad. It's the person who acquires the wealth. If a person is righteous, the Prophet said, Excellent. He's got money, he's going to use it to invest. But he must be righteous. He also further clarified, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, How excellent a support, wealth, property is towards the fear of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. How excellent a support, wealth, property is towards the fear of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is in De'alami in his Musnad al-Firdos. Hafiz Bahubi in his Sharh al-Sunnah. Al-Qudai in his Musnad al-Shihab. Imam Ghazali in his Ihya, Volume 4, page 1 to 1 in the chapter on patience and gratitude. So look at how the Prophet's explaining, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. What is an aid? What is an excellent help towards taqwa? The Prophet said, wealth. So what is that telling you about wealth? It's not evil. If you have taqwa, it's beautiful. Because it will help you. If you look at the companions, how many do we remember fondly due to their generosity? <laughs> you know, of man comes straight away to one's mind, leaving aside his other excellences, Abdul Rahman ibn Uf. <laughs> Why? Because it's excellent, the Prophet says, towards the fear of Allah, because he will help you. Yes. Imam Ghazali further clarified, Rahmatullah <laughs> How true? Without wealth, man is occupied in looking for provision, dress, residence and means of livelihood he is faced with many hardships obstructing his worship depriving him of hajj zakat sadaqa and good work (laughs) as mentioned in his ihya volume 4 page 121 in the chapter on patience and gratitude so what is hajj worth (laughs) you can't do hajj without wealth (laughs) what is zakat worth (laughs) you can't give zakat without wealth (laughs) What is Sadaqa with? So notice what, you know, and this is why the companions approached famous hadith in Sayyih Muslim. Because Ya Rasulullah, the rich have taken all the rewards. And they mentioned these deeds. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said, Shall I teach you something which will make you excel? Because please do Ya Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi So he said, after every final prayer, say Subhanallah 33 times, Alhamdulillah 33, Allahu Akbar 33 or 34 times, depending upon the report. And the Prophet said, You will be, you will be, you will excel over them. So, what happened? The rich found out and they started doing it. So, the poor complained again. And then the Prophet said, This is the grace of Allah, He gives it to whoever He wishes. So, this is the hadith, the gist of the hadith in Sayyidina Muslim. But it's a secret here that zikr after the fard, what's the virtue? The Prophet didn't mention the famous virtue. All your sins are forgiven, even if it's like the ocean. What he said something now about it is something that you can never work out. You excel over the rich. Now, how do you excel over the rich? That means that they're spending the wealth correctly. You've beaten them. So this is a secret. The rich also start doing it. And then obviously the Prophet goes, this is grace, meaning it's reached them. And mashallah, you know, Alhamdulillah. The Honorable Imam Ghazali went on, however, to make a very important clarification. If you confine yourself to what is necessary for you, then you will have time to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and prepare for the next life and for death. If not, you will divert yourself from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who will then not care where he will destroy you. Take this advice from the one who is in more in need of counsel than you. <laughs> so, Imam Ghazali in his <clears throat> Volume 4, page 197, in the chapter on fear and hope, look how beautiful. He was an holy, yeah, there's no doubt. He was a mujadid, there's no doubt. What did he say? <laughs> Take this advice from the one who is more in need of counsel than you. <laughs> Meaning, I need this advice more than anybody. Did he live up to it? Of course he did. What was he warning you about? Mm. He goes, only acquire wealth that is sufficient for you. Mm. He goes, otherwise, you will take away yourself from the worship of Allah. So, now why is that important to highlight? Because people, they always call the hadith work is worship. Mm. So, when they start doing overtime, they go, Brother, work is worship. Mm. The answer is no, it's no longer worship. Mm. Work is worship when it fulfills your needs. Mm. After that, it's fazool. Mm. Because now he's taking you away from, you know, the core worship which Allah wants you to do. And Imam Ghazali humbly said, I need this advice more than you." It was about such sad souls who have been deceived by shaitan that our beloved messenger was alluding to, when he said to the son of Umar, Abdullah, O son of Umar, what will your condition be? When you live on the earth to be with people who will store one year's provisions, and people's trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be weak. Mm-hmm. Abdullah ibn Umar continued, يلانكما, By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we were still standing there when Allah the Almighty revealed this verse. Surah Ankabut, Surah 29, verse 60. وَكَأَيِّمِ مِن اللَّهِ تَحْمِلُ اللَّهُ يَرْزُقُهَا how many other creatures who do not even carry their own provision as you do, despite this, Allah subhanahu wa taala still sustains them and you as well. He is the all hearing, the all knowing. Rasulullah thereupon said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has neither commanded me to amass worldly possessions nor to follow my desires. Indeed whoever amasses worldly wealth with the intention of using it in the remaining portion of his life should reflect that life is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Take note I do not amass dinars or dirhams and I do not store provisions for tomorrow. <laughs> Subhanallah. So let's look at this. So, this is recorded in Bayhaqi in his Ibn Hiban, Abu Sheikh Ibn Mardawih, Ibn Abihatim, Ibn Kathir in the respective tafsits, Targhib, Imam Ghazali in his Ihya, Volume 4, page 198, in the chapter on fear and hope, Ayat al Sahaba, Volume 3, page 275 to 6 of the New English translation. So, first of all, Abdullah ibn Umr, look how beloved he was to Allah, Subhanahu wa Ta'ala he was the first person of this ummah to hear this verse so imagine you know one number down the line of we surah 29 verse 60 he was the first to hear that verse what did Rasulullah say to him before the verse was revealed you're gonna to live to a time where people will store now think about this they will store for a year You know, you get weekly shopping, well, monthly shopping, you know, what the heck is going off here? You'll be storing for a year. And then look what he said, and the trust in Allah will be weak. Why? Because you're trusting more in yourself. So the Prophet is telling you, you stop you know, thinking like this, naturally your tawakkul will become weak because your actions speak louder than your words. Then look what Ibn Umar said. He hadn't finished speaking. Allah Ta'ala revealed this verse. What does Allah Ta'ala say? How many daab the, the animals that claim to the earth, do not carry their own provision? If I was to say to you, what's the occupation for a whale? What's the pro- what, what job does he do? And he goes, no idea. I don't think he works. Is his button bigger than yours? He goes, yeah. <laughs> uh, does he struggle? <laughs> Where is he getting the food from? <laughs> so Allah is saying, think how many creatures who do not even carry their own provision. Allah Taala so sustains them on you. <laughs> he is the old hearing. Why did Allah reveal that? Saying, put your trust, don't go overboard. <laughs> then the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, I don't amass worldly possessions, nor do I follow my desires. But then he said, this is a trick now, shaitan. He exposed it, sallallahu alayhi Whoever amasses worldly wealth, and think about it, how many people say this, with the intention, I will use this in the remaining portion of my life. How many people say that? Brother, I'm saving for a rainy day. So what's the rainy day? I'm going to do hajj. I'm going to go in the path of Allah. I'm going to... What did the Prophet ﷺ say? You should reflect, life is in Allah's hands. Mm. How do you know you're going to live? Mm. You might die tomorrow. Mm. So that's a trick because now Shaitan is getting involved in dunya. Take note, I don't amass dinas or dirhams. I don't store provisions for tomorrow. Mm. The greatest of creation. <laughs> Our beloved Messenger, what did he say? <laughs> a person does not die. Until he takes his full share of rizq and time. <laughs> A person does not die. Until he takes his full share of rizq and time. In Ibn Imajah number 2144. Bazar in his Muslim number 2914. You can't die. Imagine, think about that. Don't just, you know, hear the hadith, subhanallah. Think about this hadith. You can't die. It's impossible for you to die. Until you have your last pakora, you can't die. The Prophet is telling you that you have to get everything that is written, and you can't die a second after your time or a second before. Why did the Prophet say that? Because all is in Allah's, Allah's hands. Why are you getting stressed over rizq? You know, think about that. If Allah has written somebody gets already written before you were created. Then why well, oh, no, I need to make effort. Yeah, make effort, brother. But don't get overstressed over it. It will come to you. You know, <laughs> this mother came to the Prophet. I think he was a Jew. And he said, he goes, Oh Abu Qasim, who will eat this grain? So the Prophet received revelation and he mentioned a bird, a certain type of bird will eat this grain. It's in his rizq. The Jew ate it himself. Then he started laughing. He goes, oh, he goes, Abu Qasim, I thought you was truthful. Then he left laughing. Shortly thereafter, he comes running back, take shahada, <laughs> right, right, And then, the people are thinking, what many is laughing, what many takes shahada?" Then the Prophet goes, what's happened? He goes, well, I, when I left you, he goes, I was thinking about how I deceived you. And then he goes, I went for the call of nature. Sat down, and then as I was sitting doing the business, it goes, A bird came. <laughs> and I think it was a, the Prophet described the colour, I can't remember. It goes, Just like you described. And at the same moment, I sneezed and I felt the grain come out. The bird pecked and flew away. <laughs> and then the Prophet said, I bear witness that I am the Messenger of Allah. <laughs> <laughs> so now think about that. The prophet like i mentioned in fattal bali he could look into lohim Mm mafuz so when everybody approached him he knows every grain you're going to eat but at the same time when he saw a person going crazy imagine thinking what is he doing (laughs) so this is why it's so important to get that healthy balance Mm -hmm. but people don't understand what that balance is Mm -hmm. thus the honorable imam ghazali made the following important clarification the root of asceticism is generosity how for he who loves something does not part with it hmm. indeed only he gives away his wealth and property to others who has no regard for worldly possessions and this thus, is asceticism in essence <laughs> 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 imam ghazali in his ihya volume one page 72 in the chapter on merits of knowledge learning and teaching Zuhd. how great is zuhud the Prophet ﷺ said, The best amongst you are those who take the least from the world. Mm. So Abu Bakr was the greatest because he took the least from the world. <laughs> this is in Bayhaqi. How do we get that quantity? <laughs> the Prophet ﷺ said, Generosity is the roots of Zod. Mm. It cannot exist without generosity. How does that work? Mm. Because if you love something, you won't get rid of it. So what does the Zahid do? He just gets rid of everything because he doesn't love it. Look at the Prophet ﷺ. You like this valley You like these comments Take it. So if one goes, I bear witness. He is the Messenger of Allah. He, goes, he just gives without thinking. Take it, take it. just take. Why? Because the Prophet, he was the Amir of everything. He was the Amir of the Zahids. He had no love. He just gave it. I have no love for this. Take it. If this has made you become Muslim, take it. That's why the uh, Imam Ghazali said that is how you become a Zahid. But if you've got love of wealth in your heart, no chance on earth you're a Zahid. No chance on earth. Because you will never part with it. And as for those who say, we are only saving for our children, that's another shaitan. <laughs> shaitan knows the buttons. <laughs> because that didn't work. Okay, let's try this weapon. And how many people said, no, no, I'm putting the hours in because you know I've, I've got my kids and I need to get them married off. And I'm going to give him each a house, you know, with a lawn in the background, you know, it goes on and on. Let him reflect upon the words of Rasulullah. What did he say? That Allah said, No servant gives an Ahsan, beautiful Sadaqah, without then, Allah, the Almighty, full of splendor, placing an Ahsan successor over his legacy. Subhanallah. this is in Ibn al-Mubarak in his Zuhd, Imam Ghazali in his ihya Volume 1, page 473, in the chapter on the mysteries of Zakat. So let's break this down. If you give Sadaqah, beautiful Sadaqah, the Prophet says, pure, mm-hmm. no like, you know, I have given it, right? No, 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 that just doing it for the pleasure of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allat Allah will give you a beautiful successor. <laughs> so a person goes, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You, inshallah, if you're blessed with children, you love children. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> if your children have lost the plot. In fact, now it's disaster. Our <laughs> betting of better of not having children, they've all destroying my wealth. In fact, I'm be accountable for it. Isn't that a great woody that people have? The Prophet said, if you have the habit of giving ahsan sadaqah, beautiful sadaqa. And Atala will give you an Ahsad successor, a beautiful successor who will look after the wealth. Now, why is that such an important report? So why are you bothered about your children? If you were really bothered about your children, you would be giving Sadaqah. Mm. You'd be thinking, I absolutely believe what the Prophet says. I know this is true. Mm. I want my children to be all yours. Mm. How do you make it you start giving sadaqah. No pile again. Oh 50 grand for him, 50 grand for him. What the hell are you do? As if risk is in your hands. Mm-hmm. Then what happens? 50 grand goes one night in casino. Mm-hmm. Right? Masha mm-hmm. What is the second one do with it? Bahamas, right? You know, world you know, round the world trip. What and then you are in grave thinking, what was Allah? But if you were giving beautiful sadaqah, Allah Ta'ala refuses. He will give a beautiful successor for you. And also, there's a secret here. Now look at the words of the Prophet. You know, if you think about it, he is Surullah. This is a means of having children. People say, I can't have children. Why? Because Dr. So-and-so, forget Dr. So-and-so. His life and death, it isn't. He goes, no, no, but it's science. He goes, okay, just start giving Sadaqah. He goes, yeah, but I've given Sadaqah. No, no, no. I've made a mistake. You must give beautiful Sadaqah. Mm. What's the difference? Purify Purified wealth. I want nobody to know about this. I don't want a person who receives it to know I'm giving it. I want it to be completely hidden. Stop <laughs> doing that. What's that going to do? Allah, Allah will give you a beautiful successor. <laughs> he's not only going to bless you with children. He's going to bless you with great children. You know, like... You know you, you laugh but you shouldn't laugh but you, you know how many people do you know they've got so many kids All off their heads <laughs> Every one of them You know one of the brothers mentioned that he will he said when I die you must do my ghusl And then what did the brother say he goes what about your kids he goes oh they're off their heads Right there you go in it mashallah. Right working you know bonus time for that can't even wash your body when you die so, there you go. So, sadaka, who are you benefiting? What did I mention yesterday? You know, people think I'm benefiting. You're not benefiting anybody, brother. You're benefiting yourself. In fact, you're, you know when you actually give to somebody, he shouldn't even exist. You're thinking, he's going to mine. He's me. He's me. <laughs> and then he goes, MashaAllah. I say, oh yeah, MashaAllah. You shouldn't even look at him. Say, ya Allah, I want your promise. That's not to belittle the brother. I'm not after your thanks. As Aisha, that long she would always say to a person when she gave Sadaqah, tell me what he says. So when the person said, oh mother, he said, may Allah, you know, he goes, may Allah give. And she would say, may Allah give him. <laughs> Meaning I want Allah to give me. I don't want anything from them. <laughs> right? So look how pure she was. She goes, I don't want anything from them. I want the promise of Allah. Do we do that? Oh, and look how sad, when a person doesn't thank you, you get upset? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been giving you money all this time. And you didn't even sort my courtyard.
1: Then
0: huh? <laughs> the guy goes, but I thought you're giving fees subdirl. Then you go that, that wasn't a pure sadaqah. <laughs> Imagine and that's why that destroys Sadaqah, the Prophet said. Similarly, what did the Prophet say? A servant does not excel in sadaqah. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestows blessing upon his children.
1: Subhanallah.
0: (laughs) A servant does not excel in sadaqah, but that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestows blessing upon his progeny. Mm. This is in Qudayi, in his Musnad al-Shihab 2-14, Ibn Adi, in his Al-Qamil 6-2291, Al-Khara'iti, Kanzul Umar, number (laughs) 16,071. So what is happening? You give, Allah sort in your family (laughs) You give, Allah sort in your family (laughs) Who was the most generous of the companions?
1: I'm
0: what was unique about his family? <laughs> you know, you don't even know. You should think there was something unique about his children. What was unique about them? Mm-hmm. Not just his children. I mean, uh, father as well. Yes, there was all companions with uh, generations. The only sahaba mm-hmm. whose four generations were sahaba was Abu Bakr. <laughs> His father was Sahab Abu Kahafa, radiyallahu He was Sahab Abu Bakr, radiyallahu His son, exactly. uh, son, Abdul, uh, sorry, his daughter Asma was Sahabi, radiyallahu Her son Abdullah ibn Zubair was Sahab. No other Sahab has four generations of Sahab. They were Muslims. So he goes, why is that then? <laughs> he was the most generous. So a person goes completely baffled. because what's that going to do? Well, A servant does not excel in sadaqah. But that Allah, the Almighty, bestows blessing upon his progeny. No servant gives a beautiful sadaqah without Allah tala placing a beautiful successor over his progeny. Hafiz ibn Taymiyyah said, there's houses of Iman and one of the greatest, if not the greatest house of Iman after Rasulullah was Abu Bakr's. How much did he serve, did he? The Prophet had to say something amazing about Abu Bakr. He said, He has done so much. He has given his wealth so much. I can't pay him back. Allah will pay him back on my behalf. And then Abu Bakr wept. Why? Because it's exposed. Because my wealth and my life are only for you. Why did you mention it, Ya (laughs) Rasulullah? Meaning, I didn't want people to know. (laughs) But the Prophet obviously, Allah inspired him. Tell the people... (laughs) He wept when he was exposed. Imagine if that, you know anybody else, you know, apart from the sahabah, they would be jumping up well, Ai mashaAllah. I didn't ask for it. <laughs> Allah exposed it. Why was Abu Bakr weeping? Because he's that pure. <laughs> and what were the three things that Abu Bakr said that I love the most? I love looking at your beautiful face. I love my wealth being spent on you, and I love that my daughter is your wife. Everything he had, he gave to Rasulullah. <laughs> That's why Allah blessed him beyond measure. That's why he's Khalifatul Rasulullah. That's why he's the greatest Sahab. That's why the Prophet ﷺ said, he is not better than you because of this and that. He's better than you because he's got a secret in his heart. <laughs> and the secret was, you know, he was absorbed with Rasulullah. <laughs> so in conclusion, how many countless souls... Have we seen whose unworthy offspring have quickly squandered their hard-earned wealth? Mm. And also vice versa. We beg our loving Lord to graciously bestow upon us all what loves and pleases Him. (laughs) Ameen. So in conclusion, what did Allah the Almighty and Glorious say? Whose can be a more truthful words than His? Mm. I will return it to you when you need it the most. (laughs) I, wa ta'ala, will return your sadaqa to you when you need it the most. Tabarani, Behaki, in iman number two thousand three hundred forty-two, Kanzul Oman number sixteen thousand and twenty-one, Talheep, number six hundred and five. Now think about it. How grateful are you when somebody saves your bacon? You know, using the lingo. You're in deep, deep trouble, <laughs> and somebody gets you out of jail. He just comes in, bails it. They even use the word bail, which is interesting. Don't you want to you know hug him, kiss him, say hello brother, my life is in your hands now? You come out with all these you know Chinese proverbs. The response is we are not bothered about a human being. <laughs> Allah ta'ala says, I'm holding your sadaqah. And when you need it the most, I'm gonna return it. When do we need it the most? In the grave. <laughs> when do we need it the most on the day of judgment? When do we need it the most? <laughs> Save us from the fire. Every angle Allah is gonna save you with Sadaka. Sadqa extinguishes the fire in the grave. Sadakah extinguishes the heat of the day of resurrection. Everybody's under the share of their sadaka on the day of judgment. Sadaka is there's a gate of paradise which is reserved for the people who are generous. And then it goes on and on. So Allah has promised, and that's why you notice all of the companions without exception, they were generous. But because others were so generous, they made them look like misers. Mm. For example, people say Abu Sufyan was a miser. Hang on a minute. Mm. Who said he was a miser? Or oh, you saying he's a miser. And then he doesn't understand what you're saying. He goes, his wife called him a miser. Mm. No, you? Who's his wife? He goes, Hind. Radhi Allah. Okay. So, how generous was she? Which tribe did Abu Sufyan belong to? Banu Umayyah.
1: Hmm.
0: So, when your wife knows you're from Banu Umayyah, who's she comparing you to? Uthman, <laughs> the Sayyid of Banu Umayyah. Who isn't a miser compared to Uthman? <laughs> so, there were no misers. They were all extremely generous. <laughs> but amongst themselves, they were saying this. <laughs> why were they all generous? Because the Prophet told them. He hammered this into their hearts. <laughs> Allah put that into their hearts. And that's why Islam spread the way it did. <laughs> Through their blood, sweat and tears. But people forget to mention their wealth. (laughs) Blood, sweat and tears is good. But what about their wealth? You know, they just gave us, you know, for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And just to mention this quick narrative to finish. You don't know who it is. So it's not Baghdad. My father's friend, he worked in the steelworks for over 50 years. So he started as a teenager. And my dad worked in the steelworks, Alhamdulillah, about 30 years. But my dad was older than him. So when my dad got the pension, he said to him, he goes, Why are you working so hard? You're not even married. You're single. And he goes, No, I've got a plan, Lala. La. I've got a plan. He goes, What's your plan? He goes, I'm going to kill it. Then I'm going to get married and I'm going to settle in, I'm going to live a, you know, a royal life. So my dad was trying to convince him to, you know, calm down. He wouldn't. So what happened? He worked. He got his pension. So when he got his pension, true to his word, he went back home mm. to Pakistan. Mm. Got married. Died within a week. All of his wealth went to his wife. And then, obviously, you could work out. Woman well, dad started saying, you know he basically said when he was doing all those hard-earned extra hours because his wife wasn't even born <laughs> allah Taala goes it's her rizq but well, he's doing it he's, he has to work to give her the rizq <laughs> imagine so what did she do <laughs> you know lived in the village got married and now she's got you know i don't know what, how much money she came to earn pension <laughs> also going to the widow as well what does that teach you about lizard? <laughs> it's not in your hands Right, and The reason I mention is to highlight, give you an example of that. Everybody's got this master plan. What master plan? So when you're dead, he's gone. One of the brothers, he's, he's still got the wallet of his father who's passed away. I go, what you got that for? He goes, oh, this was in his pocket and this is his money and this. So I, goes, <laughs> I go, don't spend it. He goes, no, he goes, this. I said to him, look, that wasn't his wealth. <laughs> right? It was in his wallet. He died. You're carrying somebody else's wealth, and then he started thinking. Right? Mm-hmm. That's why, so because he thought it was his father's, it was not, it's not your father's, it's somebody else's, <coughs> right? So, not again, you things to reflect upon, but note in, in everything Allah, Allah has given us guidance. Are there any questions you like to ask? سبحان الله بيحمي ليزمانك اللهم بيحمي قا لا إله إلا الله تستغفرك تو بلغك عبد الله من شد أنك سبحان الله بيكلم بالإسد هم ما يسيفون السلام والحمد لله رب العالمين الله الرحمن الرحيم في وعمل الصلاة والوصم بالحب والوصم بالصلب الله